0: I just took a drink of water. No, I can't hear
1: it unless unless you fudge the data, we did have two out of the top three podcasts of all of last year. and by the way, I think we only recorded two, so that's pretty impressive.
0: We've <laughs> <gotten> a thousand <laughs> <laughs> I think we just quit while we're ahead. I'll cut. I'll turn this off right now, and just we'll retire, oh and <laughs> we'll go out on top. Okay. Anyway, I, I resolve. Uh, we're talking about 2016. You know, getting off the right start, resolutions, and all that. I resolve to do more than two podcasts with you this year.
1: You know what? I th- these are these are fun and easy. I mean, honestly, they really are. So th- that's fine with me. We just have to. I um, mean, we keep saying it. I mean, we're just both busy. But I but I do yeah. think that it's I do think that it's good. You know, to I mean, I think that people. I mean, I get feedback too from them, as I think I've shared with you. I mean, I get emails and you know people messaging me on the on the, yeah, on yeah. the Twitter and and the facial book and all that kind of stuff. So yeah.
0: So uh, so we 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 did we established a topic. Uh, starting off 2016 rights. Uh, you actually did some preparation, which is amazing. You know, uh, I guess to start. Um, you know, when, when we enter a new year, I mean, there's always a lot of talk about resolutions and, and, and this year will be different and all that stuff, and obviously, I think everybody tries to think of some things to improve when you start off on a new year, but I think, um, I guess from your, uh, from your side, what are you, when you think about a new year when it comes to being a landscape contractor, what, what, what are in your notes? What did, you, um, what did you start thinking about, what was, what was on, your, on your notes? What can a contractor do to, to begin the year right so that at this point in 2017, you know, he's not in the same place he was,
1: you know, today? Well, no, you know, I, I think it's so interesting because, you know, you, you and I are both um, active on social media. And I think that this is like the time where people are always putting up, you know, their air quotes and New Year's resolutions. Um, they say hey I want to do this and a lot of them are personal resolutions you know they're they're, uh, hey I want to go to the gym more or hey I want to spend more time with family or I want to communicate a little bit differently or if I want to put my iPhone down you know more often you know not be on my phone all the time it's some type of like personal you know element and it made me think as, as you and I were kind of batting this topic around that, that business owners to some degree um, they, they should have New Year's resolutions they should have um, some element of you know what does this year look like and it got me to think about the word resolution right okay and, and it was funny because do you know the definition of, of resolution or, or could you put a stab at it because i know the definition of resolution chuck because i actually did a little bit of research for this podcast in advance which if you know me that well that probably shocks you
0: fancy jason cup
1: with his dictionary um, um who uses a dictionary chuck it's 2015 i mean 2016, 2016. <laughs>
0: Uh, it would be uh, sort of a uh, something you you have resolved to do, right? It's something you have uh, you have uh, uh, decided that will happen.
1: Yeah, you know. Being so resolved. You, you, no, I mean you, you're exactly right. And <clears throat> you know, you know, Chuck, you really can't. I'm kind of whispering to you. You really can't use the word in the definition itself. You can't say it. Hey, as, who's the editor here? <laughs> well, I'm just telling you. I mean, you really can't <laughs> use the word. In, you know, okay, fair enough. Something that you resolve to do will resolve I mean, whatever anyway. So no, no, but, but the, um, the definition that I found was the action of solving a problem dispute or contentious matter. Mm. And, and I, and I, I found that interesting. And then another definition I found was a firm, a firm decision to do or not do something. And I, and I thought about that and I was like, that's kind of hokey. I mean, when you think about it, it's like you, you, a New Year's resolution implies that there's a problem. A New Year's resolution mm-hmm. implies that it's contentious, that it's there's a dispute, that you're you're gonna make a firm decision to do or not do something. And I go, that's not what we want in our lives. That's not what we want in business. That's not what we want in in being you know better entrepreneurs or better managers or or whatever you are as you're listening to this we actually want something different I I don't know I when I looked at the definition I was a little bit surprised because I think that a lot of people live in this space um as as the new year you know kind of rings in of making a resolution and a resolution implies there's a problem I don't don't know what do you think about that
0: well I I uh See, I, I kind of like that definition. I think it's, uh, I, for two reasons. One, um, I like the idea that you can resolve to stop doing something. Um, sure. Absolutely. Uh, or, or stop something because I think, you know, for me, uh, for me personally, you know, there's a lot in, in my life that, uh, you know, one of the things I do is, is I, um, I say yes to too many things. Uh, I don't, I don't always manage my time effectively. And so, um, it's uh, it's interesting to think about. It's not just things. I, I add, always adding things isn't always going to solve solve the problem. But I think um, I kind of like that definition because I think it it assumes that not everything is. I think mean, we're going into this discussion assuming not assuming that everything is the way exact way we want it. So I think it sure. I think it helps for for a for a contractor to say okay you know maybe I've got it. 85-90% right where I want it, but what's that 10% that's not where I want it, and what, what decision can I make to go about that? I don't think it, I don't come at it from a, look at it like, there's a neg. like, you know, I have 95% wrong, I mean, maybe unless that's your situation, but um, and I think, I, I like that idea. What, what don't you like about it? What, what rubbed you the wrong way?
1: Well, I <clears throat> I guess I'm I'm more of an optimist than I am a pessimist and I I I had I had concern at least for me with um with kind of the the um the words that were not positive. You know, it it was assuming that there was a problem. It was assuming that it was contentious. It was assuming all of that. And, and as I thought, and, and by the way, I don't disagree with you. I think that if there is a problem, you do need to have a firm decision to change that action. I totally agree with you on that. But I think most businesses for the most part, at least the ones that I interact with, um, you know they're they're great, they're awesome, and there's opportunity. And so I believe that the that the the plan for a new year needs to be to certainly correct the concerns, but also really focus on the opportunity and to really you know focus on the positive part of it. The glass is half full, not half empty mm-hmm. part. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the optimism rather than the pessimism, because I got to tell you, I mean, there's some business owners and, and I think you, you can agree with this because I know you have an interaction with a lot of different people who are in a lot of stages of business. Some of them just are so negative. I mean, you know, there's, there's just a lot of tough stuff going on in the world right now right. in business. And so and so I think right. that that negativity can actually impact the ability to solve the concern. But 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 I don't disagree with you. But but the interesting thing was is so then when I read that definition, then it caused me to say, well well what better word or what better definition could I find to you know to mm-hmm. talk about? And and the word that I found as I as I did some um, you know I had to I had to like remember like go back to high school English the the synonyms you know synonyms. Those, so S- you cra-
0: you cracked S- open your thesaurus, which is right next to your dictionary on your desk
1: yes I did right because I have those two um reference books on my desk because I don't use computers at all anyway um no but what I but what I what I found was um the the word that I liked and it's a somewhat of a common word and and that was strategy and and as I read Mm. the definition of strategy I loved that in terms of planning for a new year and here's the definition of strategy that I found a uh... A careful plan or method for achieving a particular goal, usually over a long period of time. I love that. I love mm. that because I think that business owners, you know, <clears throat> I recently moved. And uh, and so that means that when you move, you know, you like go to Target 872 times to buy like – you know dish soap or whatever um and 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 I and I said to one salesperson actually in a furniture store I said you know we live in a I don't want it now society because there was this you know one table that I wanted that was not available to like march you know I was like how can you sell this table I mean, we live in this we live in a want it now society we pay for overnight shipping we you know we, yep. we, we, we you know we, we want fast food and all that kind of stuff and so but yet planning and running a business is a goal typically over a longer period of time. It's not a game time decision. It's not a one it now society element because if mm-hmm. you're going to make true change and be a change agent in your business, <clears throat> whatever that topic is, it's, we have a multitude of topics which I'm sure we're going to talk about, um, there, there, there needs to be a strategy and it needs to have a timeline behind it and it needs to, um, and it needs to know what the steps are. Relative to um, relative to that to that timeline and that goal and what goes into it. So I don't know. It was just it was intriguing to me because I thought that a lot of business owners live in a have it now, want it now society. They want to snap their fingers and they want the opportunity or the concern or the problem to be resolved immediately. And in the end, there needs to be a plan. To, uh, to, to overcome that, and, and I or to take advantage of it. And I don't think that a lot of business owners have a plan. I think they say, we wanna do X number of dollars this year in business. Mm-hmm. but They don't have a plan on how to do it. They just say, we wanna do X number of dollars a year in business. They don't know what mix that's gonna be. They don't know the strategy of selling it. <clears throat> they don't know how they're gonna market it. They just say, oh, we did a million dollars last year, so we wanna do 1.2 million dollars this year. Well, why? And in what product mix? And at what um, and at what gross profit and who's going to sell it and who's going to perform the work? And what's the capacity of the organization to be able to do that from a facility standpoint, from an equipment standpoint, from a people standpoint, from a client standpoint? They don't think about it. So they just kind of they they throw the dart at the idea and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. But then they don't back at back into it and create that long plan that's over a longer period of time to be able to deliver success on that goal.
0: Right, so I think I think really what we're talking about is instead of making a New Year's resolution, it's sort of developing a new a year-long strategy, and that's really the first step in uh, uh, that that goal, whatever that is, whether it's growing by twenty percent or whether it's hiring you know three more crews or getting into a new market or something like that. Um, that's that's important to articulate that, but the real work comes in the 17 more questions you ask after that, and how Absolutely. tactically you're actually going to achieve that. But I, I do totally agree. I think it's so easy, uh, you know, just as you remember from your days as a as a contractor, day to day, you're you're putting out fires all day long, and it's you have to play the short game and the long game simultaneously, um, and it can be very difficult to keep that long that long game perspective. Sure. So so when you talk to your clients out there with you know the contractors you work with what I guess first what what are you hearing in terms of is there a theme or a trend in terms of the goals that they're looking at or or in the tactics they're using to achieve those goals
1: Yeah I mean I I think uh- yeah, I, mean, I think that one of the things. So probably, so you know, people might not know when we're recording this, but we're in the first week of the new year, and so I've probably been, you know, helping people with their 2016 plans probably for about 45 days or so, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that I, I think that the the first step is is really to to kind of look at the past to to take a snapshot um, of. Of you know what's gone on in the last year, what's gone on in the last couple of years, what's been going on in your marketplace with your team, and to really understand what the history has been. Because if we if we know what our numbers are, or we know you know maybe maybe we we're having some uh, you know some um, some quality issues, maybe we're having vendor concerns, maybe there's some financial pressure, whatever it is. But to really really analyze the past and to understand you know w- why we are in the situation that we're in now, I mean, you know, there's some contractors that are out there that had, you know, that really had one of their banner years in 2015, um, mm-hmm. you know, great sales, you know, awesome team, um, uh, return on investment, you know, either, either bottom line profit or reduction of debt or, you know, whatever that metric of success is for them. And, uh, and, and so, you know, why was that? And, and, and to really understand what that is. And, and so I think the first kind of step, and, and the first element of that is to look at the past. And then, and then obviously you have to take a, a, a snapshot of what's going on right now. You know, you have to look at, okay, what's going on, at, you know, in January whatever or February whatever, you know, what is our reality, our current reality? <clears throat> I was talking to somebody this week who was just sharing that, um, you know, I was asking about snow. They're in kind of a mild snow market, so it can snow or it can't snow. And he was saying, he goes, Jason, I don't want it to snow. Because I, I really don't want it to snow because we have so many clients that we can make money on doing uh, winter cleanups, you know, leaves and, um, you know, b- bed work and all that kind of stuff. And we make so much more money on that than having a snow, making a lot of money in a couple of days and then having that snow stick on the ground until it melts off. You know, so he understands what his current reality is. I mean, he he gets it and he knows that his short term strategy <clears throat> is to hope that he doesn't have any snow. And then once you know what your current reality is, to then look forward into the future and say, what do I want this year to look like? And and I actually ask people when I talk to them, I I one of the things that I really ask them to do is what are your one year goals what are your three-year goals and what are your five-year goals? And I actually don't really, I don't feed them that much on what those goals are because it's so funny when, you know, sometimes people will say in their five-year goals, they say, I want to buy a vacation home. Well, that has nothing to do with business, but if that is a goal, I want to know what that is as a business owner. I mean, as a, as a, as a, as a guy who's, who's guiding them in that journey, because Mm -hmm. if the Mm -hmm. end result is they really want to have a vacation home in five years, which is completely fine. I had one guy that said he wanted a Ferrari. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so Ferrari he shall get then he said oh maybe a Porsche and then his wife said you're not getting either one of those cars so that kind of got <laughs> shut down um, but, but but no you know I mean but, but the thing but the thing about it is that I is interesting is that when you know that that five year when for that particular business owner is a vacation home well great then let's build a plan um, let's let's create a strategy to use that definition to to accomplish that goal over a long period of time so <clears throat> So I, I really do think that that the foundation has to be look at the past take a snapshot of the current and then uh, and then kind of decide what you want that in game to look like in the in the future and there's a lot of right. different ways to go about doing that but I think that's the first thing and I think most business owners don't do that they just say I want to do 1 point two million dollars this year right
0: right well and I, I think that's that kind of articulation of <clears throat> of a goal and and of a especially a long-term five-year kind of plan like that kind of ties into that um, what we were just talking about when you have to decide what not to do because I think if if your goal is to to grow by 20% and you don't you don't think about how you're going to do that you'll say yes to everything because you're just chasing gross revenue and that may ultimately end up hurting you because like you said if Suddenly it snows a bunch, and you just do a bunch of snow work. But then you're you're stuck for three weeks because the snow sticks on the ground, and you can't do any bed work. You know, well, are you really any more ahead of the game? Um, so I, I think I think one, of, and again, I think it's a hard thing for any entrepreneur to do, um, is to say is to say, well, no, we're not going to do that this year. You know, it it helps. I think ultimately what we're talking about here is focus. It helps focus the operation, and then. If the owner owner can achieve that level of focus, it's much easier to focus the rest of the team as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, on that on that note, you know, so this is a little bit off topic, but it really isn't. Is it one of the things that I'm finding, you know, there's a lot of amazing smart business owners that are out there. And sometimes those really smart business owners, they overcomplicate their business. So they are, you know, I I. I kind of call it the self-help business books they are always reading a self-help business book. They're reading the next, you know, book that's out there on the market. Um, and Mm -hmm. trying to apply that, that new principle to the business. And at the end of the day, I, I literally preach that business is very simple. And, um, and I mean you literally have to you have to market the work you have to sell the work you have to do the work you got to get paid for the work and then you got to take the money that you get paid for and you got to pay your bills and then you make a profit it's literally that simple i mean on the on the op, mm-hmm. on the, the sales cycle i mean i know there's people elements and operational elements and all that but <clears throat> but i think that when these plans are being created um, they, they need to be simple and they need to be attainable um, and they need to have structure and process behind them because without that it it you're not gonna accomplish it. You're gonna get to the end of the year and you go, gosh, I remember back in January I said I wanted to do one point two million dollars and only did nine hundred and eighty. What a bummer. Well that's because there was no plan or structure or strategy behind it. It just was kind of throw the gates open and hope, hope that you're gonna sell one point two million dollars worth of work rather than actually coming up with a plan on how you're gonna do that.
0: Right. And that's and that can be very that's where the real work is, I think. Like you're saying, is is in saying, okay, you know, uh, if your goal is to grow to 1.2 million this year, what does that look like? What is one? Is that even an attainable goal for your operation? Based on, you know, if you did million last year, okay, maybe, but if you did 500,000 last year, maybe not. Um, I think it's I think it's difficult. So, uh, you know, how do you? If, let's talk about that process a little bit. Um, tell me how, how you work through that with the Contractors that you visit with and work with, how do you kind of help them get through that conversation? What do you? What are the questions they should be asking themselves right now?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, that's a great that's a great question, and I think that that, that <clears throat> the analysis that comes with the snapshot of the past and the current reality, and, th- and then you kind of get to what does the future look like, and and I think it comes to a pain point. Honestly, I mean, t- typically that's where it starts with me is is that you know somebody will say to me, you know, gosh, we really had a revolving door of people. I had a guy say to me. Um, I said, "Hey, how many employees did you have?" This was literally a conversation. I think it was yesterday or the day before. How many employees did you have in 2015? He goes, um, "I had 21 employees," and I go, "That's awesome." He goes, "But I issue, but I'm going to issue 64 W-2s." <laughs> I mean, oh, no, that's what he, I mean. It was, but, but that was, a, but but Chuck, that was a very interesting thing because what he was telling me in an indirect way was he had a lot of turnover. He said, but yeah. I'm going to, but I'm going to issue 62 WTs or some number like that. I mean, it was literally almost three times the number of employees that he had. And, and wow. so then, so then I started ferreting into that and I said, okay, let's, let's percolate that up to the top. Let's talk about that. And he started talking about his recruiting and the fact that, um, you know, that they did not have a hiring strategy. They literally just hired people as they needed them rather than developing a people strategy, which you and I have spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about people strategies and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and creating the bench. <clears throat> and, and, and he, just, I mean, he that that was his reality. He did not see that there was a problem with it. I mean, he did kind of because he poked fun at it in our conversation. However, when I started, you know, really pushing him on it, he realized, oh, wow, we have a people problem. Yeah, you do have a people problem. I mean, if you issue, if you're going to issue, over three times the amount of W-2s to the number of employees that you have that tells me that you had a lot of turnover or you had a lot of you know just people come in and work on a project in a week which he verified that wasn't the truth or that wasn't reality for him so I think that I mean I think you go to the pain point I mean I think that's where most people start in their strategy is they go to their pain point you know they go to that resolution you know that solving that problem but there's so many other things that go into the strategy that isn't about the pain point so I think the first step is determine, you know, what was consuming, you know, your, your time. I had another conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago where <clears throat> very successful business. I mean, their financials, you know, read very, very well. Um, but he shared with me in a conversation that he's chasing money all the time, that cash is tight, that literally it's an every two week barrel down, stop the presses, find out where they can get 20 or 30 grand to make payroll. And I said, gosh, that's exhausting. I said and he goes, yeah, it's totally exhausting. And then we started talking about the opportunity um, that that we would have because it's a successful business the P&L reads that he's profitable, but he's not collecting his money That's his issue is he's not collecting mm. his money or it's a it's a reactionary collection of money I guess is maybe the way that I would put it. Oh my gosh payrolls coming up on Friday. It's Tuesday Who do we have that we can go collect money from and and and? Well, but so that's an opportunity because this business owner and I have to imagine his office staff or whoever's in charge of collecting that money and maybe his salespeople or project managers or account managers or whatever the structure of his business is, they're spending a lot of their time and distraction going and chasing money every two weeks when Mm -hmm. in actuality, if they had a structure and a process to make sure that the money was rolling in the door. Or they were well financed with a line of credit and they understood their numbers well enough, then they would not have to think about that. And they would actually get a more productive world out of their staff and the owner and the office manager because they weren't going to be chasing money all the time. So, you know, so I mean, that's like taking that's taking what seems common, I mean it seems common to him, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to this right now that are shaking their head going yep, that's me, I'm chasing money every payroll mm-hmm. yep, yep and I mean because it because it is common and 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 to say, okay, you know what we're going to take an we're going to we're going to choose to have an opportunity here you know, and, and a lot of people would say, you know so i i if if that was somebody that was talking to me, I would say, well, tell me how how do you accept payment and do you get paid via credit cards and most people when I bring up the whole credit card thing, they're going to say i don't want to pay the three percent And I'm going to say, you can't afford not to pay the 3% because if you are spending 26 weeks a year chasing money, and then I'll go and I'll take them through a process of saying, who's chasing the money? Well, this salesperson, this office manager, and me as the owner, I go, okay, what do all those people make total in salary? And they'll say 150 grand or whatever the number is. I go, okay, 150 grand, and you are spending 26 weeks chasing money. Do the math real quick. I mean it, and and so then I go okay or you can collect $300,000 in credit cards and if you know you're paying 3% on a merchant account that's 9 grand um, at $150,000 if you're spending 26 weeks chasing money plus sleepless nights plus you know worry plus holding checks plus doing all this other stuff it's costing you far more than $9,000 to go chase money in distraction and actual cost So create a process and a structure. So, so, you know, so that can be one of those strategy things to say, okay, you know what, we're going to figure out a way to change our cash flow. We're going to go and utilize, you know, credit facilities to, uh, to pay our bills or to, um, Borrow money when we're in the middle of a big project. If you're in design build and you're waiting for that progress money on a line of credit, we're going to figure out something that has controls behind it. Because a lot of business owners don't want to go and borrow money on a line of credit because they don't have controls. They don't know they, they don't know their numbers well enough. So then they end up having an evergreen line of credit, and all of a sudden they owe seventy-five thousand bucks to their bank, and they don't know how they're going to pay it off. Um, so if you have those controls and you understand your numbers, I mean, so it's this, it's it's really this combination of a lot of different you know, competing topics to be able to create that strategy, create that plan, create those goals and to be able to back it up. And that's the other thing which I think is really important um, is is to create <clears throat> is is since a strategy is accomplishing a goal over a long period of time, is to take that long period of time and actually calendar it. What are you going mm-hmm. to do in a specific period of time, the thing that I've been encouraging business owners over the last 45 days or so as they've been working on their plans is to say, okay, you got to take a snapshot of what are you going to do potentially every day? What are you going to do every week? What are you going to do every month? What are you going to do every quarter? What are you going to do every six months? What are you going to do every year to accomplish the goal? So if you're talking about a sales goal, you know, you're going to say, okay, you know, if you're in the residential maintenance business, you know, I would say to the person, I go, "What's your what, what's your sales cycle?" And most people in the country would say, "Our sales cycle is February fifteenth to March. I mean, uh, May fifteenth. That's typically what they're going to yeah. say. That that's their sales cycle. That's when people are engaging to buy lawn care, buy horticultural services, or buy mowing. Okay, great. So, <clears throat> what are you doing today on January? The, I don't know what the date is. January the seventh to to start the sales process on February 15th. What um, collateral are you creating? What sales structure are you creating? Who's going to do that? How are you going to market it? What's your Facebook campaign going to be like? What's your uh, email campaign going to be like? What's your low-hanging fruit going to look like? A lot of people don't think through that, and they should be if their sales cycle starts February 15th. They need to be planning that right now. They don't need to walk into the office on the 10th of February and go, oh, we're going to start selling in a, in a week. You know, <laughs> What are we going to do? But you know what? I mean, Chuck, you laugh you laugh but the reality is is that a lot of contractors that's exactly what they do
0: no i i I know i i totally agree and um i I, your example too with the the contractor who who said you know i've got 20 employees but i issued 60 i'm gonna issue 60 w-2s and but said it like let's just that's just what i do you know that's just that's just how it is and i think what is what is so interesting is how, how simple, how easy it is to 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 realize that that's not how it has to be, you know?
1: Totally agree with you. And, and the, and the, the, yeah. And and the cool part is, is that when you come up with, you know, the buckets that you're going to focus on and then you begin to unpack those, you know, and you say, okay, here are the steps that need to occur to accomplish that goal. And then you assign a person and a timeline to that. I mean, if, if the people that are responsible for accomplishing that task are reliable, which let's hope that they are, you're Mm -hmm. going to accomplish, you're going to accomplish a lot more goals. You're going to complete a lot more goals than you ever have before. Yeah. I mean, just simply because you're saying, here's the goal, $1.2 million. Here's the steps to attain that goal. You know, here's what they do. Oh, and, and Dave's going to do this one, and he has to have this one done by January the fifteenth. And then, you know, and then we're going to do sales training from the fifteenth through the, you know, twenty second. And then we're going to, I mean, you know, it's like when you unpack them and you you actually know all of the different steps, who's the champion behind it, and the timeline. You can also hold people accountable. And most businesses don't do that. Um, it, it's it's it's, a, but it is a really fun way of making sure that you're going to hit the goal. And by the way. You know, I I keep using this $1.2 million example. It's not just about revenue. It could be about profit. It could be about people development. It could be about debt reduction. It could be about, you know, maybe entering into a new geographic area in your marketplace. It could be about maybe acquiring a company. You know, there's a lot of acquisitions going on right now. I, I, you know, I didn't. Did a handful of them last year. I know that you um, you covered you know some of the big ones. I mean, the ones I did were relatively small, but I mean, so it, it could just be any of those goals. It doesn't have to always be we're going to do 1.2 million dollars a year in business. It it could be a variety. It could be a host of different things. It could be. I, I had a business owner tell me recently that they really want to go down to you know trying to work three days a week. Great. Well, let's understand what it's going to take to do that, and let's try to see if we can't accomplish that in 2016. Perfect. If that's what you want, let's see if we can't do it.
0: Right. And there's something um, uh, a little inside baseball here. Whenever uh, the the way we set up the magazine here is I I set up, I come up with all these grandiose ideas, and then my managing editor, Brian Horn, comes into my office and says, here's how this is really going to have to work. know exactly he he very he he kind of brings me back down we balance each other and it's a very good relationship and I think it works pretty successfully but um, you know in in, with other members of our team sometimes I'll say I'll come up with this idea and I'll say well can we do X Y or Z and they say they say I that's impossible and I look at him and I say I say nothing's impossible when you join the circus like there's no reason there's no it may be expensive or it may take a lot of time or it may take a lot of coordination but I mean most anything that we come up with is probably feasible you know if if we wanted to you know suddenly develop uh start a whole new like we we just launched a, a cannabis magazine but it's not like we woke up one day and said well tomorrow we're going to print a cannabis magazine you know it was a process and it was a a we hired people and we made some changes internally and we did a lot of research and talked to a lot of people and you know but to to see it on the on the outside, you see this beautiful magazine, like, oh, well, wow, it's amazing that they just made that out of thin air, and that's just not how it works, but just in the same way that acquiring a new company in a new territory doesn't just happen, but it can be broken down into easily achievable steps.
1: Totally agree with you. Right, and I think that the magazine is a great example in that, you know, you publish a magazine, Lawn and Landscape, every single month, and you begin planning, I mean, so, has the I, I don't know your production schedule. Has the January 2016 magazine been been shipped or, or mailed or whatever yet? yet? Yeah,
0: it should be arriving any day now.
1: Yeah, so okay, so let's use that as an example. Um, so you, you so it's it's in process. I mean, I'm gonna receive it any day now or next week or whatever. But when mm-hmm. you, you know, and you just said that you got it tied up. Did you say before Christmas? Is that what you said? Right. Okay, so then you had to back up and write all the editorial, what, 45 days before that?
0: Right, yeah, yeah, so we were working on it in November. November.
1: Yeah, I mean so so you began to create the framework, I have to imagine, in middle October, creating he here's the possible stories and the possible this and the possible that. Then you wrote the stories, you got the graphics, um, your your advertising team had the advertising, you know, you know, sold, or maybe they wanted to see what some of the editorial was, or maybe there was some advertorial that was gonna be in there. Then you actually put it all together, you designed it, you you got it into so that it made sense and then you send it to production and it's gonna drop next week. You had to plan for all that, and I probably missed some steps or screwed stuff up, but it's not like you just decided right before Christmas, hey, I think we're gonna do a magazine you know, and have it drop in people's mailboxes around January 15th, 2016.
0: Right, right. Well, we could, but it wouldn't be very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, um, okay, great. I love that you just said that. You could, but it wouldn't be that good. Chuck, do you realize the number of business owners that decide they're just gonna print a magazine and they're gonna do it in two weeks? No, I do. So they, they, they are going to do a marketing piece or they're going to hire someone or they're going to refinance their debt. And they just kind of decide they're going to do it and they go and they do it rather than actually having a plan and saying the target date is January 15th for the magazine to drop. Now we got to back up and we got to start planning for that. And that's the reason why I love the definition of strategy, a careful plan mm-hmm. or method for achieving a particular goal usually over a long period of time. Okay, so the goal in the magazine example is January 15th drop or January 10th or whatever it is. You gotta back up the train, and that's with that is what business owners need to do for whatever their 2016 goal is. If their 2016 goal is to accomplish X by December 31st, it's okay. So December 31st is the day that the metric is gonna be measured, whether or not you achieve the goal or not. Now you got to back up and you say, what are you going to do in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November to accomplish the goal? You have to do that. You have to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then it is just just—it's a statement. It is not a goal. It's not a strategy. It's a statement. It's a, oh, well, we're going to do $1.2 million. And it drives me insane when I sit there and I hear business owners that that want to build a house. Okay? They, they want to they build this business, but they're unwilling to build the foundation first. And the foundation is the goal, the, I mean the, the plan, is the strategy, and, and, the, and the timeline in which to accomplish it.
0: And I think you know, it's, it's interesting, like I said, I'm sitting here looking at these covers, and, and it's, I think it's easy to, from the outside of, of any operation, say, well, it's, uh, it's clear that it appears that this $10 million company just, uh, just appeared. Out of uh, out of thin air, um, you know, and, and like it's like people say, you know, I'm an overnight success, ten years in the making. Like it's it, you don't see, or it's difficult to see, all of those little tiny decisions and all of those incremental shifts that cumulatively determine success or failure, or a- achieving a goal or not achieving a goal. Because at the end, at, on December 31st, you, you you don't see all that work. Just like when the magazine hits your desk. Uh, next week, you you don't physically see you know all the editors, all the salespeople, all the production people, all the designers, you know, working on that thing. It just appears, and so I think the same is true with any business or any operation. You it's hard to see uh, it's it's hard to see clearly what what had to happen to make to make that business a success. Um, so I, I think um, I think that can be a challenge. Uh, for people and I'm reminded um I was at a conference out west uh, and I was talking to Bert Sperber when he was still alive a uh, former owner mm-hmm. of uh, Valley Crest and he uh, I asked him um I said do you ever think this was around the time they were doing just about a billion dollars they I think they dropped a little bit below a billion and I said do you ever think you'll hit 2 billion he said oh yeah sure you know um and I kind of looked at him like well that's impossible again and and he said well no if if each of our branches grows you know about 10% a year over a certain number of years we will by default reach a billion dollars or another another billion dollars in revenue and you know i was i was instantly impressed at how seemingly easy that seemed to him and now granted those are not necessarily easy tasks but it's a very very focused statement you know it's not just like well yeah we will do that one one day one great day one great day i'll go to the gym again you know but I actually have to sit down and plan, you know, when am I going to go? What am, what are we actually all going to do here? What what am I on on Monday morning? What's going to happen?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and, and I mean, that's, of course, that's one of the reasons why, as you and I both know, having met and spent some time with Bert, you know, I mean, that's the reason why he was brilliant is he took what seemed like a potentially undaunting task and simplified it. And that's the thing I love about it is, is that he simplified it. He got it down into a term that seemed easily achievable. And by the way, they, you know, they probably would have been able to do that with, you know, with with, with that strategy. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I think, and and the other thing that I would say, so this is getting way above the clouds, we're not way above the clouds, is that on that simplification element, business owners don't need to accomplish 25 things in a given year. I mean, they don't need to have 25 goals. And I've, I've seen some very um, lofty projections of, of all of these different things that they wanted to accomplish. And, and the truth is, you can probably accomplish all those. But... Some of them are going to be sacrificed just simply because we all we, we all have the same. I've been saying it for years, and it's true. <laughs> There's no way that anybody can argue with me about this. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all have right. the same time. We cannot. Time is the one commodity that we cannot print any more of. We all have it 24/7, 365. That's it. And so and so you really have to make sure that you use your time well and accomplish the goals and create the strategy that is going to benefit. And I say, see, because a lot of business owners, they do the goal to benefit them or benefit, you know, maybe the business finances. And I always say that the goals and the strategy has to benefit the company, the employees, the clients, and then the business owner last. It, it has to accomplish all of those. The goals have to be cross-pollinated to um to make sure that it satisfies the needs and the wants and the desires of all of the different constituents in a business, and it's not just not—it's just not the business owner. The business owner actually, unfortunately, is last.
0: Right. And and but I think in that sort of inverted pyramid um, approach, if if all those goals are like you say cross-pollinated, they will everyone wins in that situation because if the clients Absolutely. are happy and employees are happy then by default the business owner will be happy because they will be selling more his employees will stay with him or her and but if you start at the top you know just making if the goal is just to get me a vacation home my employees aren't going to care about that and in fact they may back, that may backfire because if they don't get a raise but i get a vacation home well i'm going to have to hire some new crews
1: yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's why it needs to be cross-pollinated across all those stakeholders and constituents because it, it absolutely and you, you know and, and in a larger organization, meaning an organization more than just a couple of employees, um, th- th- it does require com- complete buy-in from all of those people as well. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing is is that you can create this this strategy, this plan, this goal. You can you can you can um, you can uh, decipher all the different actions that need to go into it. But one of the most important things that has to occur is to not create this plan in a vacuum, meaning the business owner just creates it in their office with the door shut and then goes into the staff meeting the next week and throws it on the table and say, everybody, this is what we're going to do this year. Um, That the element of creating that plan cohesively and collaboratively is so critical and important in an organization that has a team, you know so more than a couple of employees to sit down and to create that together because when you create it together and everybody has their opinion and they believe their opinion is being valued and, and listened to then going to accomplish it together is going to be so much easier than um, the business owner just walking in and throwing the plan on the on the table in the next staff meeting saying, this is what we're going to do in 2016. So I have to caution, as much as I'm encouraging business owners to think through the strategy, I'm also encouraging them to not do it in a vacuum, to do it with right. their team, to, to, to literally sit down with them. And they might have in the back of their mind what they want those goals to be, but the way that, that you really kind of Land the plane, if you will. Quite frankly, is to um, is is to do it together. It is to get your team to get to that goal or the close to that goal on their own because they're going to own it more. They're going to understand it more. They're going to be more motivated to accomplishing and assisting um, in that than ever before.
0: Right, and I think that's a great point to
1: because uh,
0: ultimately. If it's not, if everybody's not on board, nothing, nothing will get done. Just, just like I can sit here in my office with the door closed, like I am now, talking into a box, and uh, uh, make a bunch of decisions about the direction of the magazine. But if I don't let everybody else know and and have them on board, well, it's, it's not going to happen. Except more podcasts, more podcasts. Would be- <laughs> <laughs>